Usted está escuchando Radio Tierra en el 95.1 FM Hood River, 95.9 FM Stevenson, 107.1 FM Parkdale, 107.7 FM Didells, Casas, El Latido del Gorge, su radio comunitaria. You can always close your eyes. Hola, los invito a escuchar Conoce tu Columbia, un programa producido por Columbia River Keeper que se transmite cada otro martes de 7 a 8 de la noche. Entérese de lo que pasa en las comunidades que vivimos a lo largo del río Columbia. Compartimos información sobre la importancia de proteger nuestros recursos naturales. Además, tocamos temas de justicia social y culturales que son relevantes para nuestras comunidades. Recuerde, escuche Conoce tu Columbia en Radio Tierra, el latido del Gorch, tu radio comunitaria. Qué difícil cantarle a Tierra Madre que nos aguanta y nos vio Usted está escuchando Conoce tu Columbia, un programa producido por Columbia River Keeper que se transmite cada 15 días los martes. Yo soy Ubaldo Hernández y esta tarde tenemos a Davis Washington um, de, la de la nación de Yakima que va a hablar con nosotros acerca de la importancia de participar y un poco de historia sobre la eh, isla de Bradford que se encuentra en el, uh, est, en, el, en el oeste hacia Portland eh, de Casket Locks. Um, you are listening to Conoce tu Columbia, a program produced by Columbia River Keeper. Tonight we are talking to Davis uh, Washington. He is uh, a representative of the Yakima Nation and he will talk to us about uh, the Bradford Island and what is happening at this moment. But uh, we're gonna have a conversation with him that's really interesting. So we're gonna ask the first question to, well, we want to Davis to introduce himself so he can, um, you can know him. Hi, Davis, how you doing? Hey, Waldo, uh, good to see you again. And I appreciate this opportunity, Riverkeeper, for yourself uh, to talk about a very important uh, issue with uh, the Yakima Nation and our tribal members uh, regarding the Bradford Island. And uh, so I'd like, I kind of like by way of introduction, uh, uh, in the uh, 160, almost 168 years ago, uh, the United States government uh, negotiated a treaty with uh, 14 uh, tribes and bands of the, of the region, which Uh, uh, by treaty were designated to be as one tribe or one nation under under the name of Yakima. And so today we have this uh, 14 confederated tribes and bands of the Yakima nation that entered in, into a treaty, uh, a, a peace treaty with the U.S. government. And in the treaty negotiations, we gave up Uh, approximately 22,000 square miles of what is now central Washington, almost a third of Washington state, in exchange for giving title uh, to the United States because they wanted land for uh, homesteaders. Uh, we insisted, our leaders, our chiefs insisted on guarantees uh, that Uh, the government would uh, would honor, uh, and so one of those guarantees was our right 
to go and hunt and fish and gather food where we have always gathered food since uh, for centuries. And uh, this is what is called a, a usual and accustomed gathering, food gathering places, uh, which is the Columbia River Basin. And so where Bradford Island sits is within the area that, that we have reserved uh, fishing rights uh, to. And so today, the reason that uh, Bradford Island is important is because that was the promise that the government made to us that we will always have the ability to go to our place, places, which includes Bradford Island area, uh, to catch fish and 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 on the areas. So that's so that that our history with the U.S. government, which we'll get into soon here, uh, begins with that treaty that was made between my people and the U.S. government. Thank you. And uh, well, you just stated that uh, Bradford Island is a really important site for the native communities and because of the rights to fish and count and collect gathered food. So that, that was really uh, important to know how important this site is for for native communities uh, in the region. And um, so how the the issues with contamination start showing up or how did you guys found out that contamination levels on Bradford Island were so high in, in, in this site? We go back to uh, 1996. Um, and this is what I heard from our elders, our tribal council member at that time, that there was a, a non-Indian fisherman he was uh, from the town of Corbett, which is up uh, down river. And he would always go to this location on the Oregon side and he'd like to catch bass, uh, you know, which is what we call a resident fish. In other words, it, these fish don't go out to the ocean and they stay pretty much uh, where they're at. Uh, and so, and more importantly, since the dam, Bonneville Dam was built, so one day he went fishing there and he noticed that uh, they, they, uh, <clears throat> they were dumping uh, different things uh, into the river right there. And he became concerned. He, he didn't think that was right, that they could just throw their garbage and whatever into the river at, at the north end of the, uh, or at the end of the Bradford Island there. So that began the investigation into it. Um, and then later on, the Yakima Nation, uh, roughly uh, when I was in the tribal council in 2002, uh, we were given notice that uh, this was being caused by the people that owned that property, which is the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And so that, that kind of, that's where all this, uh, uh investigation went to to find out that they'd been doing this uh, bonneville dam was built in 1930 and the u.s army corps of engineers have been using this area uh, to dump uh, basically uh, things that they no longer needed uh, which contained chemicals and so that alarmed the yakima nation 
there right near there there was called what is a treaty fishing access site it's a it's a place that the government purchased land for the the accommodation because of the dams when they were built they covered up villages along the river so to compensate the yakima nation for destroying these villages by the dams they authorized uh, to create what is called a treaty fishing access site and that's one there on the washington side it's called fort rains or north bonneville and that's where our people we have different seasons uh, to go fishing in the spring in the summer, the fall, even when we even have a winter fishery. And so this is where they came to set up their camps uh, so that they don't have to travel, you know, uh, back and forth, uh, say to the reservation. So that that was recognized area by the establishment of the, the uh, treaty fishing access site uh, as uh, as one of those places where our tribal members have always uh, fished in the Columbia. And so that, again, uh, the the dumping of these chemicals into the river pose a hazardous health, not only to our people who rely on this. This is a part of our daily living, uh, but also to the uh, to the fish that we depend on that they have to travel through these contaminated waters and uh, in order when they travel up river. And so we began to uh, exert what we call our reserve treaty rights in order to protect our fishing areas. And it's one thing to be able to harvest uh, salmon, but it's also included in that as those, that fish has to be healthy. And in order for that fish to be healthy, there has there has to be clean water, and you can't have clean water if you're dumping chemicals in, into the river at uh, Bradford Island. So that's how we became started to become more and more involved every year, Obaldona. Uh, so I again that that leads us all the way from the past 20, 30 years. Um, you know, to fight to have the Bradford Island uh, under the Environmental Protection Agency or the EPA to list it as what is called a national priority site or a Superfund site. And so that was done last March of last year, as you said, the one year anniversary. And so that's kind of a, a little bit more of the history of how the accommodation uh, feels this is an important area for our tribal members and how it poses a risk to uh, our people's health. And not just the Yakima Nation members, but there are other people, non-Indians, that still uh, like to go there for resident fishing. Just And so that also is uh, more dangerous because the fish the resident fish contain more of the contaminants than our salmon, which have to swim through these uh, toxic uh, waters. So, so we we are talking the um, just to to give a little bit more context on the contamination levels. Uh, why their their contamination levels are really high is because 
for 40 years, the Army Corps has been used the east side of the Bradford Islands as a dump site, putting all the uh, toxic materials that came out, out of, the, uh, of the dam into this side of the area where they were dumping transformers, uh, light bulbs, putting uh, PCBs and mercury into the water, producing a really uh, contaminated, highly contaminated site. So, uh, and this is what happened to the waters where uh, native communities uh, fish. And also, not just the native communities, but also other members of the community came to this site to fish and extract resident fish, which unfortunately got really highly contaminated with these PCBs and mercury. And uh, so you, you were mentioning about the uh, Bradford Island become a Superfound site. Uh, I, for me, working with Columbia River Keeper, we were partnering with you, with the native community uh, since uh, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, what you experience working with Columbia River Keeper uh, and demand, on demanding the, the EPA to designate this as a, this as a Superfound site? Yes, uh, this is a very important uh, listing to be known as a Superfund site under uh, federal law. And uh, so we've been trying to get this uh, designation or listing for quite a few years. And you have to go and submit your information to the Environmental Protection Agency, a federal agency who has the authority to do that. And uh, so every year there's quite a few uh, uh, places that are submitted, but not too many are chosen. Only a handful are chosen to be what is called the national priorities list. And the reason that that's important is because once it becomes listed, then it is known as a Superfund site, and it then becomes eligible uh, for uh, funding uh, from the government to help uh, clean up and try to restore the area uh, as much as possible. And so the accommodation we have been uh, working with the federal government in, in many, many areas besides, uh, uh, you know, our fisheries. You know, we have timber, uh, we have land, uh, we have education, we, all these uh, different uh, things that benefit our people. We, uh, uh, because of, again, our treaty, uh, allows us to uh, be able to participate in, in in whatever it needs to benefit our people. And so when the Environmental Protection Agency listed Bradford Island on the NPL a year ago in March, now it's eligible to receive uh, special funding in order to, um, first of all, find out how how bad is is the is the damage? How how much uh, chemicals? How much uh, garbage is down in there uh, through an investigation? And all this is requires uh, uh, the governments to work together. Not only the U.S. Army, but also the Yakama Nation, and we have to include the states uh, under this law called CERCLA, Comprehensive Environmental Response. Uh, of uh, a compensation and liability act and that's where these funds come from 
uh, and so we work uh, with Oregon and Washington and uh, to lead the campaign to get Bradford Island as an as a national priorities to switch what's happened and then also we uh, appreciate you know our friends such as Columbia River keeper to join us um, in 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 lobbying Congress and lobbying the EPA uh, through our senators and our House representatives to get the uh, EPA which comes under the president's uh, administration to list it as a national priorities uh, site and so that that way uh, we can really begin to the work of cleaning up uh, this contaminated site. And I just have to mention that there was a study uh, done and the listing, when we submitted our, the request to be placed on the nationalist priorities list, they compared this uh, uh, to other uh, really terrible uh, contaminated sites, uh, not only here in the Northwest, but also in uh, like the Hudson River in New York. Uh, and the magnitude of this uh, contamination, the scientists use uh, a screening, uh, how they measure what they call PCBs. And this, and that's those are the what they call forever chemicals. And they said they, they have a concentration in fish at major cleanup sites. And so these are done in like parts per billion, the chemicals. And so Bradford Island is, uh, and you're gonna have to wrap your mind around this number, 183,140 parts per billion. Now that's higher than the Hudson River in New York, which is at 20,000 parts per billion. You go to uh, Portland Harbor, which we are also involved in cleanup, 6,460 parts per billion. And there's up near Seattle, there's the what they call the Lower Duwamish, uh, which is uh, 640 parts per billion. So that just kind of compares how uh, is one of the most contaminated, it is the most contaminated site uh, in the United States. And so to get um, the effort uh, of everybody to bring attention to the EPA to say this, this needs to be listed and which we had tried before and we could never get on the list. But March of last year was, um, as you said, was this is the one year anniversary. So I just wanted to kind of get every uh, understand that how contaminated this uh, site is and the importance of getting it listed under the national priorities list. It is uh, really interesting uh, looking at these numbers and, and how uh, these uh, contamination levels are really high. And it, sometimes it's really hard for people to, to kind of uh, wrapped their mind around these numbers, right? So I, I remember uh, one of the engineers, an engineer came over to talk to members of the Latino community and explain, tried to explain these numbers. And he was like, a, uh, people couldn't make it 
figured out that. And he said, let's stop thinking about those numbers, but let's think about if you have a bucket full of antifreeze and you dip one of these fish, uh, uh, cryfish, into one of those and let it stay there for a few hours. And then you come up, pull it out and measure the contamination. And he said, those fish will be just will be antifreeze on them. And that's what happened on Bradford Island. The, the high, uh, uh, the contamination level were like a, like a yeah, it, it's really hard to, to wrap your mind around these contamination levels. And, uh, and one of the things that for me is important to talk about this uh, designation as a Superfund site from the EPA is really important because this time it happened when the community worked together. And, and this is one of the things like a Columbia River Keeper in this case and Jacama Nation joined forces and talked to members of the community to force EPA to designate Bradford Island as a Superfund site, uh, a work that I've been trying to do for years now. And, uh, and just when the community worked together, we were able to push that to happen. And, and I think that's why it's important for uh, members of the community to participate and work together. Um, so as a member of the uh, Yakama Nation, uh, why you suggest to members of Yakama Nation and members of the Latino community and members of the uh, other communities to participate and, and work together? I mean, bueno, can I, can I, I talk about it? But what's your perspective on that? Why do you think it's important for other communities to join forces? Uh, that, that's a very good question. And that's a question that uh, we always consider. Uh, and again, we go back to uh, this concept. We all understand water is life. And we all understand the importance of having clean water. And, uh, but not only for us humans, us community, but also for uh, the natural resources, which, which is our fish. But for it's important that uh, communities, uh, diverse communities, whether it's Native American, uh, Hispanic, uh, uh, you know, what whatever is that we share this, we share this river, and we share the things in in our area here, and so it only makes sense that. Uh, we have a common concern here. And uh, in order to get the attention of people that have the authority, Congress, uh, the president, uh, federal agencies, uh, to get their attention, that, that's why we elect or should elect people that have understand what our concerns are so that they could take it to Congress, they could take it to, uh, you know, the, whoever the president is, and say with one united voice, you know, this is a, a concern that affects everybody. And we we all have our uh, something to contribute. And I think when we um, come together, I think uh, in a unified voice, I think that sends a message that this is just not one concern of one small group or one 
part of it, but this is the the whole community that we all we all are concerned about our health. We are all concerned, especially about our children, our grand grandchildren, and the future. And so we want things for them to be better than what we had. In one of the studies of these chemicals, what they call the PCBs or the forever chemicals, the damage that they do to the human uh, health system, uh, create, creating cancer and other diseases, um, and even even threatening um, uh, for, for pregnancies, and so those sorts of things. So th these are all concerns that we all share, uh, you know, regardless of what uh, ethnic background we come from. But we all we all have a responsibility, uh, you know, to make sure that our that our environment is 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 uh, not there to hurt us, but is there for our benefit. And certainly, Bradford Island fits that. Uh, you know, cause for concern and that we're grateful. We're grateful and we encourage uh, people to come together and, and, and sit down and listen and hear, you know, what, what we all have something to contribute and that that word is called collaboration. When we collaborate, come together. And in my experience, I spent 30 years in law enforcement, half of those as a chief of police, so I know the value of communities coming together to solve problems like crime, you know. Uh, crime affects everybody, not just certain groups or communities. And so we benefit when we have uh, a, a more uh, involvement uh, because, uh, you know, we all share this part of the world and uh, we should expect to live again in in, in uh uh, you know, have clean water and have a clean environment. And uh, especially, like I gave the background of the of our treaty, you know, we, we, we took care of these areas for thousands of years. And, uh, but, you know, through history, you know, uh, we were denied a lot of times. Um, you know, the dams were put in, they, they didn't ask the natives would you like to have these dams or not? And they are destroying our salmon runs. And so, but now today things have changed. Uh, people uh, of different uh, ethnic uh, groups and what we are on the concept of what is called the diversity, equity, and inclusion, where we uh, have the ability as citizens of this country to have a say-so in how laws are made, how policies are made, and not, you know, not, not the way it was 200, even 100 years ago, where we didn't have a say-so. And I just want to point out this law that we're under called CERCLA, and there is a provision that says that uh, participating governments also include federally recognized Indian tribes. And which are recognized as states for purposes of applying to federal law regulations and the criteria uh, to clean up places like uh, Bradford Island. And it, the law didn't say may, you know, may, uh, may include federal. It says it shall include. 
So this is the uh, the authority that we cite and say this law. Uh, we certainly, you know, for our concerns are 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 reserved by treaty and are reserved by the federal law that says uh, since this is the on the national priorities list, uh, and, and you know we we are we are going to be engaged, and we hope that our partners, uh, such as River Keepers and the other states and uh, whoever you know, we we will continue that working together collaboration and the sharing of information, which is also very important. Transparency. People need to know what just like this interview is going, but people need to know what exactly is going on. So, um, because it affects, it affects our daily life. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really important. And I think that's really important to uh, reinforce this, this, um, that it's important for all communities to participate, join forces to demand appropriate cleanup and I, I'm just thinking about the Latino community that has been living in this area for decades now. And uh, uh, the community is growing and they're building a strong ties with the native community too. And I think this is now an area where we, we're gonna share this space for now on. And I think that's important for us as a Latino community to be part of these uh, uh, demands to demand the government, the EPA, to do a proper cleanup and ensure a healthy water, healthy food for our communities. I think this is something that we need to do from now on, work together, participate, and uh, make sure that our voice is heard. Yeah, and kind of follow up to that, Ubaldo, uh, you know, the Yakima Reservation, our, if you've ever been to our our valley you know it's we're agriculture that's that, that's what we do here and our uh demographics if you will has changed over the last um you know 50 years and it's because of agriculture which we are grateful for and uh so all the all the success of our agriculture and everything uh could not be done without uh, the latino community you know the people that Come here. They they uh, they want to make uh, you know provide for their families, and they want to uh, you know follow the American dream, if you will. And but they also contribute uh, to this uh, vast economy that we have here on our reservation, for to which we are grateful, and and we have demonstrated uh, working in many areas, uh, such as education, uh, within our school districts, and. Um, so we uh, will continue to use, uh, you know, our working relationships uh, because we again share all the same the same concerns for our future and 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 how how will it be uh, for the next generations of our communities if we don't you know, we don't have the ability to you know to continue to work together and solve these problems. And, uh, and certainly Bradford Island is, is one of those big problems. Uh, so we appreciate, uh, you know, people that think like us in terms of, uh, you know, uh, 
what we have been blessed with in this uh, part of the country, and we need to do all we can to, uh, if it's broken, we need to fix it, and we need to restore it. And because the salmon, uh, we we are, uh, traditionally, we are salmon people. That's, that's a part of our way of life. Uh, you'll find indigenous peoples throughout the world, they have different beliefs and connected to many things, and certainly food is a big part of that. Uh, and so and so that's why we uh, want to fight just like the salmon, just like the salmon has to fight to come up the river, to fight through the dams, to fight, even fight the seals to, to get up. To, and it's remarkable. They, they go to the place where they were born. Now, now, nobody yet has an answer how they do that. How, how are they to go out to the ocean? spend four or five years and then come back to the very same place way up way up in the mountains and the creeks in the rivers where they were born uh, to again to to reproduce uh, it's um, you know it's one of the mysteries uh, the great mysteries that we have to respect that uh, you know that it's that way so it is it's really it is. an amazing animal really a really uh, when you think about it, you know. Yeah, and uh, and just thinking about it, it represents big part of our cultures, right? Uh, I think a lot of the immigrant community came from Mexico, and we have a lot more in common because we are native communities, also displaced and suffering from the same problems, you know, displacement and our lands being stolen and uh, sharing food, sharing, sharing the same cultural values. And I think that's important for us to stay connected and, and join forces, join our voices so so we can make things happen. And uh, and I really appreciate this conversation that we have with you and and Davis, right really appreciate your time you give us for this interview. Yeah, again I appreciate the opportunity and we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep on pushing that uh, boulder up the hill, <laughs> if you will, to uh, to you know now that uh, Bradford Island has become a national uh, Superfund site, uh, and and we're gonna continue to work together with all of our partners, all of our community members, uh, and certainly Riverkeeper is, is a big. Uh, has played a big part in not only just Bradford, but in a lot of other areas. And so we're very grateful to have uh, Columbia Riverkeeper, uh, you know, available and uh, work, work together with the Yakima Nation. And, and uh, we want to keep that going. We want to make it stronger. We want to recruit, especially younger people. We need, you know, uh, uh, we need young people to you know, to give us that encouragement. And, uh, and I know they will once they understand and what, what are the challenges. And, uh, and uh, so we're counting on our next generations to, uh, uh, to be concerned and fight for things that are important to, to, all, to all of our communities. Well, we'll fight with salmon, like salmon. We'll go against the current and we'll make it happen. We'll reach those goals. 
And, uh, and, but that will only happen if we have the support and guidance from all elders. The elders will put the light where the road we have to take and will help us guide uh, the new generations to reach those goals because we are close to that. David Washings, active member of the Yakima Nation, a real elder and an important voice for our communities to connect with Yakima Nation. Thank you very much. Well, we'll have another conversation in the future and uh, we are looking forward to it. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Usted está escuchando Radio Tierra en el 95.1 FM Hood River, 95.9 FM Stevenson, 107.1 FM Parkdale, 107.7 FM Dells, Casas, El Latido del Gorge, su radio comunitaria. You can always close your eyes. Hola, los invito a escuchar Conoce tu Colombia, un programa producido por Columbia River Keeper que se transmite cada otro martes de 7 a 8 de la noche. Entérese de lo que pasa en las comunidades que vivimos a lo largo del río Colombia. Compartimos información sobre la importancia de proteger nuestros recursos naturales. Además, tocamos temas de justicia social y culturales que son relevantes para nuestras comunidades. Recuerde, escuche Conoce tu Colombia en Radio Tierra, el latido del Gorch, tu radio comunitaria. Qué difícil cantarle a Tierra Madre que nos aguanta y nos vio crecer.